Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number six of Anime Pop. I am one of your co-hosts, Samantha Rivas, and this episode, you guys, is going to be, I think, one of our most highly anticipated, highly discussed anime topics because the what we're going to cover today is definitely a banger. But before we dive in, because I cannot contain my excitement, I'm like, I'm, I'm just like, oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be, this is going to be fantastic. Can't do this and can't kick off the new year really without my fantastic friend and co-host who contains my crazy in the best possible way. <laughs> <laughs> and is willing to do keep doing this with me, which I'm su- super grateful for. My wonderful friend Josh, how are you? And happy uh, new year. Uh, happy new year to you as well. And yeah, so glad to be back for another podcast with you. And I definitely need you in the co-host chair uh, with me because uh, some of these dungeons we're entering are, are treacherous. I don't think a an E rank hunter like myself is prepared for them. So glad I have a pro like you here with me. I mean, you know, again, I, I've reawakened. I've leveled up since last year. And I, th- I think both of us have, and I think we're ready. I think we're we're at, we're at. I don't. You're not an E rank, sir. You are an S rank in my book. Okay. I don't know about that. I think our guest might be though. Oh, our our guest. I don't think is is just straight up off the charts. I mean, beyond yeah. S rank level here. Our our guest, ladies and gentlemen, sir, literally is coming off surviving an hour over an hour in a thirty men battle royale for River City Wrestling, which you can rewatch on the Title Match Network. But let me tell you about this, like, I don't even know what's above S, like S rank at this point, but let me tell you about our guest. We've been trying to get on since the show's inception because just absolutely one of my favorite people on this planet. But I'm just gonna say Devin three belts at least here because Devin Carter is one half of the championship winning living and fashion tag team with their partner, Sakai Living. Currently, they are the Hybrid School of Wrestling Tag Team Champions, the United 210 Tag Team Champions. Devin is the Hybrid School of Wrestling Rising Star Champion and was the inaugural, and I still think still should be, by the way, um, River City Wrestling Future Legends Champion and is ranked number 190 of the best LGBTQ pro wrestlers of 2023 for the Queer Wrestling Index. Devin Carter. Welcome to your debut on Anime uh, Pop. How are you, friend? I'm excited to be here. I am tired, as you would say, because I just got through back through a dungeon, a quest, if you can say, <laughs> of a 30-man royal battle royal, royal rumble, whatever you want to call it. But I'm here. I'm excited and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk about anime. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun. I'm excited. So did you see that creepy smile though? In the in the match at least once you know that that straight up dungeon god smile at least I, once in your royal last night i didn't i saw it when Vi, uh when vice attacked me but i felt there was a creepy smile behind me right before i got eliminated so the fans might have saw that but i personally did it and i'm kind of glad i didn't because i think i would have been sh- shocked in fear as you would say <laughs> as well (laughs) well clearly if you guys haven't guessed what we're going to be talking about today we are going to be talking about the much anticipated highly just you know there's so much buzz about this anime but one of the most anticipated anime anime debuts since 2018 which is solo leveling so so excited to talk to everybody about this but before we do that we like to start off with asking our guests, what is their anime recommendation for this month? So if there's something that you're currently watching that you're really enjoying, again, you know, we had a lot of new anime come out for this for this winter season. 
2024 is definitely going to be another banger year. I mean, Josh, you and I have been looking at the schedule and I'm like, wow, I don't think there's enough hours in the day to cover how much good stuff is coming out. So it's a great time to be an anime fan. (laughs) At the same time, we need more hours in the day. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Overwhelming. (laughs) Yes, yes. But it's a great feeling. So, but we like to ask, Devin, if you have an anime recommendation for this month, again, whether it's something you're currently watching or something you've watched in the past that you would love to recommend for our listeners who are both you know, new to the anime genre and somebody who maybe who's been around for a while, like us, all of us here, uh, that really, really enjoy it. So what recommendation do you have for us? Uh, I have, uh, this was actually one of like my first animes that I've ever watched. Um, and it's one of my favorite animes. It's tattooed on my, on my leg. Um, but it's, um, uh, what is it? Kakaguri. It's on Netflix. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, that's one of my favorite animes that I've watched today. I'm honestly just getting into anime as we speak. You should know, Amanda. I'm always asking you, what should I watch? What do you recommend? Um, but Kakaguri is a really good one. Um, I'm really bad with names, so I'm so sorry. But um, I'm also watching right now um, the spinoff to Inuyasha, the one about the kids. Yes. Um, their daughters. Yes. Um, I forgot. Some, the princess, something like that. But I'm really into that anime right now just because Inuyasha is so nostalgic for me when I was such a kid. I remember like staying up past my bedtime watching it on Cartoon Network or Adult Swim, whatever it's on. So now I get to relive like their kids. It's pretty cool. I recommend those two. Oh, yeah. I, Inuyasha is one of my gateways for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was a Shoshomaru girl. Yes. Yes. Although as much as, but I always wanted the um, Kagome Inuyasha relationship though do i still tell brandon to sit sometimes yes yes i do when i get really annoyed i'm like sit (laughs) it doesn't work but maybe one day maybe one day but i have i have watched um the anime that that you're talking about with with their kids and i loved the concept like i just was like that's such a cool such a fun um kind of a fun segue like a fun bit of nostalgia for uh for you know uh, us who watched the og series and and the fact that we even got a taste of the character the original characters coming back to was just mm-hmm. was fun and just seeing the personalities of the kids and how who's your who's your favorite so far on the series on the series her name's i'm so sorry i'm so bad oh. with names and everything but it would definitely have to be inuyasha and kagome's daughter mo, mo it starts with an m the, the series is yasha and I'm I know I'm not gonna say it correctly, but Yash Yashashimi. Yes. And and um are you so you're talking about it's not Toa necessarily, right? Setsuna or Toa. Toa, uh, I want to yeah. say Shishamaru's and Rin's daughter. And Setsuna, I think, is Inuyasha's. Yes, I believe so. Okay. Josh, I know there's three of them and they're all like they all represent like their parents well, but Kagome's and Inuyasha is just like that rebellious, chaotic character that I really like, and I don't know. I think she's just so funny. <laughs> Josh, have you watched? Have you watched it? Yashishime. I have not. I honestly did not know it existed. I'm shocked. I did not realize <laughs> they did. I mean, is it as maybe something I am familiar with? Is it like Boruto? The way like it's continuing the story. Yes, yes. Yes. So it picks up several years after, after, after the events of the last of the of the Inuyasha series. So yes, it's a lot like Borto. 
in that way. Okay. Okay. I'll have to check that out. I haven't watched all of Inuyasha, but I've watched uh, enough that I'd probably appreciate it. Yeah. I think if you watched enough of the OG series and not necessarily, you know, I know a lot of people watch the the movies um, as mm. well. And I, I always say like, even though yes, Naruto had a lot of episodes to it. I feel like Inuyasha, you know, was kind of almost the OG one piece and that you had, and I think set up that formula and that you had a lot of episodes, but then you also had the movies and the kind of like, you know, the, the formula you have now, like with my hero and one piece, I feel like kind of originated with Inuyasha a little bit. That's just my personal opinion though. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you watch enough, I think of Inuyasha, you would enjoy this. You would enjoy this series very much. It's a mix of again, new characters and then also, um, also again, you're you're returning, you're returning characters. So, but that's awesome, Devin. Thank you for your recommendations. And of course, uh, Yash Yash, I will say it right one day. It is a tongue twister. Yasha Hime, you can watch on Crunchyroll as well, I believe. So check that out. Josh, what do you have recommendation wise? I am super curious because we haven't really gotten to chat too too much lately. Uh-huh. About yeah. our enemies. It's been crazy for us, though. Too 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 much going on. Too many things to pick from. Um, I I usually like to stick with just one, but I'm cheating because there is too much to pick from. And this is our podcast where we make the rules. So <laughs> I am going to pick two this month. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Delicious in Dungeon on Netflix, um, which is delightful. It's it's so good. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it is basically a kind of Dungeons and Dragons world where they are going through the dungeons and trying to save one of the character's sisters who was eaten by a dragon. Um, but in order to save time and energy and, and money, rather than bring their own food with them, they are actually cooking and eating all of the monsters they come across within the dungeon. So it is both a fantasy uh, anime and a cooking anime combined, which is a wonderful marriage of genres and very similar to another anime that I love from last year, uh, Campfire Cooking in Another World of My Absurd Skill. So it has similar vibe to that. Uh, not an isekai, but still, again, this this marriage of cooking and fantasy setting that is just so, so great. And the characters themselves are so hilarious. Um, Amanda, I know this is one that you had also been interested in. Uh, Devin, is this a show that you're familiar with at all? I am not actually, but now that you bring it up, I will look into it because I need more recommendations. I'm looking for new uh, animes to watch to get my brain going in the world. Nice. I, I'd recommend it. And it's it's pretty easy to get into. There's only, I think, three episodes so far and it's on Netflix. So. Okay. Awesome. Oh, that is a solid. I, I I'm on the second episode of Delicious in Dungeon and the humor is fantastic. I just, I love, um, and I need to look up her name, but but the one of the dungeon party members, she's always disgusted by the food and yes. she cracks it. She's like, ew, we're eating what? Like this, this is so nasty. But then she takes a bite of it and she's like, oh, this is really good. And <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, that's such a, that's such a solid, solid series. And it's one that we actually reviewed on Pop Break too um as well so that that was and i had a chat with the the author of that piece which again i'm going to pull up her full name here so i do that justice but abani goswami she wrote a great review of dungeons and or delicious and dungeons so if you want to read something to read ahead of time go to the pop break visit her write up it's fantastic and we're hoping to get her on the pod here very soon too so um 
So yeah. it's yeah, that series was the series was great. Oh, I loved it. Good. Yeah, loved definitely it. have to read that uh, right up by Avani. Looking forward to that. Um, so that's my my first pick. My second pick again. I'm I'm kind of cheating again because technically this is not an anime. It's it's a, a dangua, which is the Chinese equivalent of an anime. Um, and so this is Heaven Officials Blessing, which is a um, show that is the first seasons on Netflix uh, and the first two seasons are on Crunchyroll. They just wrapped up its second season, and it is it's it's wonderful. It's it's there. It's it's so hard to explain because there's so much going on. Um, but basically, it is the story of this um, person who ascends into the heavens in these uh, kind of Chinese mythological realm. Um, and he is then trying to navigate the politics of that while also having a romance with the king of the demons, essentially. So you've got like this this heavenly prince and this uh, demonic king, and they have this super cute romance. The two of them are so adorable together. Like the, the amount of squeeing that takes place while you're watching it is off the charts. It's just, it's so freaking cute. Um, on top of that, the animation is gorgeous. The music, beautiful. Um, the the one thing that I always struggle with though, are, uh, there's two things. One is I suck at pronouncing the names. I'm terrible at that. I, Mandarin is not my specialty by any means. Um, and two, it is pretty confusing at times. So I, I do find that this is one where I need to turn to my wife constantly like, wait, what just happened or what's going on? Because she's read the novels. So she actually knows what's happening. And I'm like, what? Um, so it's confusing, but it's lovely. So and if you're if you want to see again, a really cute romance between um, these two, like these two wonderful characters, it's 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 a great um, queer romance that I feel like you, we don't usually get in, in anime or dangua um, outside of like, it, it kind of falls into like the boy love genre. Um, so it, it's not maybe unheard of, but it's, it's so good. I, I would highly recommend it. Um, I know again, I'm not sure if either one of you or Amanda, you've heard of this one. I have, I've watched the first three episodes again. There's so much, I feel like I'm like cycling around that it is, it is, uh, is a lot to keep up with, but I liked it. I really love the animation is just, is absolutely beautiful. Uh, the characters are very engaging. Again, it's just, it's, it's very sweet, but the humor is really good. Um, I do, I do like that, you know, the main has to kind of work his way back up to like Godhood. You know, there's, there's still like a, a, a you know, kind of the, it's not just the romance. There's also like kind of the story of the, the, it pushes character growth as well. And I think in a way that if you're like into gaming or into, you know, like the, like all of us that have kind of like, you know, we like our dungeon aspects or we like our, our, uh, you know, you have the the supernatural elements too. I think that's a lot of it's a lot of fun. So I'm really enjoying it so far. So I'm trying as I'm circling around. I try to hit all my my anime lists here. <laughs> I feel like we watch a lot, but I I really I really enjoyed what I saw so far. So I've seen it. But Devin, would you be interested in watching this one too? I'm like totally engaged. Like hearing about it, I'm like, okay, this is something that I definitely want to watch. Um, you hooked me already. So like nice. I think right after this. I'm going to make, put one of the series that y'all recommended on right now, right after, so I can get more in depth and know what y'all are talking about. Cause I'm so like, I'm excited which how you explained everything. I'm like, okay, this is definitely something that I would definitely get into. So yeah, I'm excited. Uh, mission Yay. accomplished. Woo. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And again, for, for, for both of those, Josh, where are they, where are they streaming one more time for everybody? 
So Delicious in Dungeon is on Netflix. And then Heaven Official's Blessing, the first season is on Netflix. And then both the first and second season are on Crunchyroll. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to cheat too, because again, it's our pod, we make the rules. So I have two as well. And y'all know me, I have to watch something very intense and yet something very sweet to balance it out. Um, So my first one is going to be one of our our new winter releases, and that is A Sign of Affection. That is on Crunchyroll, and it is such a sweet romance. And, um, you know, you have this main character, and she, oh my goodness, right off the bat, she is just super, um, super engaging. You have Yuki, she is a, a university student, and she has hearing loss. So you're seeing things from her perspective. You know, she can, she's signing, but she can also read lips. She communicates via text. So I like that you already have a different, you know, a different nuanced main character. And that's, that's a really, you know, you, so, and I love that you're seeing things again from, from her world and you're experiencing it. And so, you know, she, she one day is being asked for directions by a foreigner and she already, again, she's trying to process, you know, with kind of, you know, reading lips, texting, like just trying to figure out what, what she's being asked for. And another a guy comes out of nowhere another guy a young man comes out and his name is itsumi out of nowhere to help her out and she just you can just see like in her facials just she's she's just entranced by him and they wind up you know meeting again because um her cousin runs a bar itsumi works at the bar it's very sweet the way just right off the bat the first episode just you know he messages he's texting her she's texting him you know she, he makes this effort to to relate to her in her world. And even then the way, the way it signs off is, you know, I want to, I want to be in your world. And I'm like, I was like, I just love a good romance. It was so good. Um, So it's about three episodes in, and it is just so heartwarming to see this relationship building. It reminds me a lot of the cool guy and, Mm. uh, and, and her, his his cool female colleague. Thank you. Yes, this cool female colleague. And oh my gosh, just the slow, the slow build and the slow, the slow romance storytelling. I'm hooked. I'm here for it. So that's that's all on Crunchyroll. And again, brand new, about three episodes in. So everyone squeal and melt with me because I was like, oh, this is so great. That was that was me. And then of course I have to balance it out with my second recommendation, which is very intense, but very good. It is called Kings the Kingdoms of Ruin. And uh, also on Crunchyroll, but basically it's very sci-fi based in that um, and fantasy based where, you know, for for many ages, humans and witches had an alliance where witches used magic to help people. But then humans invented science. And so they turned on the witches. And so they started, you know, um, eradicating the witches. And you're following the story of the main character, Adonis, who was a human that was raised by a witch. Her name is Chloe. And Chloe gets killed in this kind of this whole, you know, extermination of the witches and Adonis gets imprisoned and he's imprisoned for about 10 years. But his whole thing was, I'm going to get revenge on everyone for Chloe's death. And then he finds out, you know, at some point, can Chloe get reincarnated? And, but he gets, of course, before that, he gets rescued out of, you know, his captivity by another witch who she escapes she finds him and she's like oh let me free him too he goes on a rampage and just takes out a bunch of people and he has this cool magic pen like he's not a witch but he has a pen that chloe made for him that he can verbalize and it's writing out the spells and that's how he casts magic but he's very powerful very bitter 
very, very vengeful. And, you know, the the witch that frees him, her name is Dorica. She stops his rampage and but dies in the process of doing that. He goes to the world of the witches. He gets rescued. There's a few left. And he chooses to reincarnate Dorica instead of Chloe. So you're kind of seeing this quest for vengeance and she's trying to temper it. But it is it is gory. <laughs> it is intense. It is. But it is so good. It is so good. So again, I, I have to balance the two out. I love a lot of action. I love, you know, I love the concept of, you know, this fantasy concept of witches. I like the way that he's able to cast magic. Um I really love Dorica too. I think she's a very strong counter to his bitterness because sometimes you're at the point where I'm like, damn, I really don't like him. Like he's just not, he's just a terrible human being and you get it. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a bit much. So she levels him out. And of course the side characters are all engaging and it's interesting. Of course, the concept between science and magic and the fighting between those two concepts, even though they complement each other so much, really, um, it's a very neat, it's a very neat story. So I also, again, I, I got to do, I got to do both. I got to be balanced, <laughs> happy romance. And then <laughs> let's just, uh, let's just go down the, the darkness here. So, but both of those are on Crunchyroll. Um, I want to say that uh, the full season, I'm almost done with Kingdom of Ruin. Uh, and again, it's very, very good. So uh, it's about wrapped up its run, at least for this go round. It didn't continue. So it's finished its season. It came out last season in the fall. Uh, but very, very good. Again, a sign of affection. Ah, so <laughs> what do you guys think about what do you think guys think about my pick? Josh, have you did you watch? Well, sign of affection we've talked about. Yes, yes. I haven't watched the other one I mentioned, but I'm definitely intrigued. And as always, so so proud of you for making that balance. That's that's a good that's a good thing to do. Uh, because some of those animes that whew, you just need a, a palette cleanser after that. Uh, and Sign Affection is a wonderful one. I, I I really like the comparison you made to um, Ice Guy and his cool female colleague. I would say the other show it reminds me a lot of is uh, Comey Can't Communicate. Um, yes! Which is another show that I, I absolutely love. So yeah, definitely recommend Sign Affection. Have to check out. It was uh, Kingdoms, of, Kingdoms Ruin. of Ruin. The Kingdoms of Ruin. Okay, yeah. Um, Devin, any familiarity with, with either of those? I'm going to be honest. No, not at all. Not at all. Not familiar with either of them. But so far, what I'm learning is that I'm more into, like, the love and the romance aspect of the animes. I always love a good tearjerker. So if one's going to give me that and then have to balance it out with the other one that you said, the goriness, the action of it. I think I'm the same way. I need a good cry from one season, from one series and then get into the action for the next, for another series. So like another good two that I'm definitely going to look into after this. Y'all are giving me so many good recommendations to watch. I'm just going to have... There's going to be no time for my wrestling life. It's just going to be strictly anime after this. So okay. I'm just going to go into like hibernation in my own t like in my own cave and just watch nothing but anime to keep up with all the great recommendations. Or you could watch some and make some fun gear from it. Oh, there's from the animes that I've like I'm I've already seen or I'm watching right now. There's so much gear inspired or like outfits inspired that I want to pull from anime. So it's gonna be good. It's gonna be crazy. Yay! I'm so excited! Yay! Mission accomplished! And y'all can't see it, but we can see Devin's gorgeous smile. So, and that's what we're <laughs> for with our with our recommendations is to get people excited and enthused 
If y'all have any feedback on our recommendations, you know, don't hesitate to, you know, let us know on our, our streaming platforms and whatnot. You know, we hope you enjoy them. And again, we, we look forward to providing you guys with anime recommendations each month with our different guests. So, but before we dive in, because we have a crazy news topic that Josh is going to uh, lead us through. But before we dive into the news, we're going to take a quick break to check out some of the other podcasts that are right here on the Pop Break. Hi, this is Allison Lips from Pop Break Goes to Washington. You may know me as the digital trends editor at Pop Break and as a frequent guest on the Anniversary Brothers podcast. Every third Thursday of the month, join me and a guest as we break down various political movies from a pop culture perspective. You can find Pop Break Goes to Washington on the Pop Break Today feed wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Bill Bodkin, Editor-in-Chief of ThePopBreak.com. If you want to check out a really awesome new podcast, we have been invited to AEW Media Calls with AEW owner Tony Khan. And you can now find the audio for all of those podcasts now on the Pop Break Today feed. So every time he's talking about something AEW or something Ring of Honor, you're going to hear it. From So yeah, you can check myself or Kimmy Sokol. We'll be every quarter over on the Pop Break Today feed. Welcome back. And again, highly recommend that you check out some of those other wonderful podcasts here at the Pop Break. So with that, we're going to move on to our new segment for this month. And guys, it is award season. The Emmys just wrapped up. The Oscar nominations are on the way. And so, of course, we have to talk about the highest honor within all of the award season. And that is the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. You know, very prestigious. You know, all of Hollywood's talking about it. So there's a lot of categories here. So rather than going into all of them, we're going to highlight a few of them and just want to hear your thoughts on what you think is deserving of the win. If there was any snubs in there, um, I know Amanda's coming in with a lot of strong feelings about some of them. So with that, let's dive into it and go right for the, the main award, which is anime of the year. So we have six nominees for that. They are Oshinoko, Chainsaw Man, Season 2 of Jujutsu Kaisen, Bochi the Rock, Demon Slayer, The Swordsmith Village Arc, and Vinland Saga Season 2. So I'm going to start with you, Amanda. What are your thoughts on these six nominees? Do they feel deserving or do you feel like something missed out that should have been up there? This is a stacked category right off the bat because I have seen the only one I have not seen is Oshinoko. Um, you know, so I wasn't surprised that Jujutsu Kaisen made it on there. Jujutsu Kaisen, I want to say, has of the 25 award categories, 13 nominations. So this might be the year of Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, that second season, though, we were all traumatized by that. You know, mm. I'm just I'm, I'm still here. I'm still here. Rip Nanami, I love you, um, <laughs> my boy. Um, you know, so so the the I feel like these are all very deserving. Boki the Rock, I think I I I started watching it. It is very cute, and I think it is very much the palate cleanser um, of this of this category, um, and that it is very sweet and very well done. I am surprised, though, to be fair, and I know a lot of the conversation is centering around One Piece and Attack on Titan not being nominated. I'm actually surprised that Attack on Titan is not on here for the final season for as much buzz as it got. Um, with Vinland Saga being here, and Vinland Saga is excellent, by the way. If y'all have not watched this series, do not sleep on it. It is so good. Second season builds a little bit slower, but the character development is outstanding. So I know that 
Attack on Titan didn't make it, again, I'm stunned. But this is a solid list of nominees, period, though. So, um, and of course, One Piece, again, the, the discussion on that is because of, you know, Gear 5 and Wano. That's a tough call because it's, that was such a pivotal moment for the Luffy character and the the, the growth of the One Piece, you know, the, the Straw Hat crew, basically. But oh, it, it, this is such a tough choice. I personally, I feel like Jujutsu Kaisen is going to take it. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. But Devin, what do you think about these? Have you watched any of these? Or like, is there anybody you're kind of like surprised didn't make it? Or I, um, I have honestly, there's only one that I've one uh, anime that I've watched on this list. But the, of course, I've heard of uh, Jujutsu Kaisen from you and like uh, like and from Vice that always tell me to get into it. And all my friends have talked about it too. Um, so from what I've heard, I'm not surprised that it's on there. I think from what I've heard, it's something that I want to get into in the future when I have time. And then Chainsaw Man too. I've also heard of that one and I heard how crazy it is. So that's another anime on my list of animes to add on to watching. But the one that I've personally watched has to be Demon Slayer. And like, I personally am a hundred percent Demon, uh, Demon Slayer stan and I nice. love everything about it, just from the characters, not only from like the uh, uh, the demons, but also from the sl- as well. Like every character that we meet, every character that we ever introduce, like I'm so like in like infatuated with. Like I love meeting the new characters that are they're bringing in, and I love that we get to go into each season with a different Hashira and get to learn and get to know more about how they work, what's their reasoning behind what they do and stuff like that. And like also learning the different mechanics from their swords and what they do and stuff like that. So I'm a really big Demon Slayer fan. Nice. So yes. <laughs> Very solid. Yeah. I glad to find another fan of Demon Slayer always. And yeah, it was a it was a good season. I mean we got got old girl the love Hashira Kanroji. Oh um, lo- she's my favorite. Her and the Miss Hashira, them two are my favorite. So the fact that we got both of them in one season like made my heart so happy and i'm like glad like each season has been getting better and better not only like with the like the storyline but with like the animations the fight scenes like everything is so clean so crisp like i'm a huge fan yeah yeah can't agree more yeah so and thankfully we won't have to wait too much longer for the next season it'll be coming out uh this spring i I think april is where they're looking at yes yes and actually um, we just found out that on February 23rd in the United States, uh, very much like they did last year, um, the last one or two episodes, I believe the finale of the Swordsmith arc and the first episode of the new season with the training arc are going to drop in theaters. And that's, again, in the Ooh. United States, February 23rd. So keep an eye out at your at your movie theaters. But that that I want to say was released this week in terms of of the the date for the United States. So we can get a little teaser, get a little taste of of what's to come with the first episode of the new training arc. Nice. Nice. Yeah, definitely excited for that. Um, As for, again, the anime of the year category, I I have to agree with both of you. Um, Yeah, I I think Demon Slayer is a show I love. I'm rooting for it. Um, although I also really enjoyed Jujutsu Kaisen season two, I, I will say based on what I've seen around critics and kind of like year and year and reviews, I feel like Villain Saga is probably the the number one seed in this. I feel like they've gotten so many um, awards or so many like recommendations for like best anime of the year that I think it's the favorite 
going to this. But I think there's a lot of deserving um, nominees in this, even if I would have put Attack on Titan up there. Um, I, I think the thing that just blew me away most of all is that MAPPA has three of the six. So yeah. like that's a MAPPA dominance right there. And maybe that's why Attack ah. on Titan wasn't in there as well. They're like, we can't give everything to MAPPA. <laughs> yeah, I wondered about that too, actually. Because I was like, wait, because yeah, Chainsaw, Kaizen, and Saga of Vinland are all MAPPA. So yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, they were all outstanding. They were all, you know, I know there was a lot of controversy and there still is about the working conditions. And that's, yes. you know, that's definitely hard. But, um, you know, the the it they all were still beautifully, beautifully drawn. And the stories that all three tell, this is going to be this is going to be a tough one. But I I, yeah. I I agree with you, Josh, that Vinland is technically if you're looking at a complete storyline and character that that I was in tears at the end of the second season. It was so good. So I wouldn't be, even though as much as I love Jujutsu Kaisen, Jujutsu Kaisen stand right here, um, I wouldn't be too mad if Vinland won. Fair, fair. Well, have a few of the same nominees up for Best Continuing Series, including some of the ones we just talked about as being snubbed from the, uh, the main or big award. So for Best Continuing Series, the nominees are Attack on Titan, the final chapters, the first of the final episodes of the ones that came out in 2023. We also have season two Jujutsu Kaisen again. We have again Demon Slayer, Swordsmith Village, uh, Vinland Saga again, and we also have One Piece and season one core two of Spy Family, a show that uh, Amanda and I talked about not too long ago and absolutely adore. So I'm gonna throw it to to you, Devin, first again. I, so I know Demon Slayer is is one you you stand by. Um, yeah. Is this another one where that's the one you're you're rooting for? I'm going to have to say yes. I'm rooting for that one just because I'm um I've watched uh I'm watching Attack on Titan now and I'm currently on season 2 so I'm way behind. But um but so far I'm everything that I'm seeing from Attack on Titan I'm loving, but for some reason like I don't want to finish it. Like I know it's already ending, but I'm taking the longest time to finish Attack on Titan because for me, I don't want it to end just because it's so good. And then the other one, um, I watched Spy, uh, Spy Family, but I'm only on season one. But so I'm excited to see season two. Um, but yeah, Demon Slayer all the way for me. If it's in a category, it's most likely going to be my choice to pick. Yeah. I can't can't argue with that. No, it's solid. Uh, Amanda, what are your thoughts on these uh, these nominees? This was the hardest category for me because I love all of these. I I am such again like such a Jujutsu Kaisen and One Piece and Spy Family Stan. I have the most of those t-shirts, followed by Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer. Uh, I don't have a Vinland Saga shirt yet. I'm working on it. I should get one. I just need more room in my drawers. But but I. <laughs> I'm trying to be fair because One Piece for me is my favorite and I love One Piece everything. You know, it just the basis for my anime cosplays. Most of the, the pops I have, I have every One Piece pop possible. Um, I, you know, the Nico Robin character, she is in essence me. I love her so much because <laughs> she's the book nerd. And just, I just, I, I just, I love her. I've met Stephanie Young, the English voice actress, who was fantastic. She was like, you are Robin. I was like, ah, I'm going to cry. My day is made. My day is made. Um, so, uh, you know, and of course, you know, my son loves Luffy. That's his, his favorite, you know, Aang is right up there with Avatar, but Luffy is it for him. Of course, you know, Brandon loves Zoro. 
And so, I mean, that's, it's so hard because of one piece of Wano gear five. Oh, that was so beautifully drawn. And it was such a compelling, the, the, the last half of the Wano season was so compelling watching the growth, especially Zoro's fight against King. I mean, it was, oh, it was gold. It was gold. But you did Kaisen, man, mm-hmm. emotional roller coaster. The second season, again, the fights were incredible. Um, you know, the, I mean, my, my boy Gojo, that's all I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Um, without spoiling it too much oh, so good it's my family also really good because we got your mm. doing mm. stuff we got we got the cruise ship arc and that was fantastic we had more Lo- like lloyd anya time and their bonding time which is not all of that is so good oh so this is such a tough and demon slayer messed me up i cried towards the end mm. um i always cried for demon slayer so so the story yeah. especially towards the end was so so good this is such a tough category i really i don't think any of these series would be a bad choice at all i again i'm leaning towards one piece because i was waiting for wano to culminate it paid off for me so bad so, so such in a good way that i was amazed uh for me it's i really honestly think it's neck and neck between one piece and jujitsu guys mm. that's where i think it is um but you can't go wrong with any of these categories Josh, help me out here. I'm so torn. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm also so so torn. This is such a stacked list. Like, and I don't know. I don't know how you pick between these. Um, I I love so many of these, and they're all so different as well. I feel like this is where some of the uh, other categories have a little bit easier. Where it's like, okay, this is in the same genre, but like these are such wildly different genres. Um, I I say that. I'd probably go with Attack on Titan solely because one, it was for me the anime of the year last year, my my best show overall of the year. Um, and two, because it got snubbed in the other categories. So I feel like if it's going to win anywhere, it should win here. Um, but all of these are highly deserving. You you couldn't go wrong with any of these. So I think, you know, whoever wins, great. And and anyone who doesn't win in this category, you know still very deserving um so going from best continuing series let's move on to our next category we want to highlight and that is best um sorry best new series so this is a list of shows that um debuted last year and so we have again six nominees they are oshi no ko Chainsaw Man, Hell's Paradise, Bochi the Rock, Heavenly Delusion, and Zom 100. So I'm going to start off and just say I haven't watched any of these. So my opinion <laughs> is going to be I need to watch these. Um, you need I, to re- you would enjoy Bokey the Rock. I've I I saw that as like one of the the top slice of life, and I love a good slice of life anime. So that's definitely up on my list. And Chainsaw Man is one I've I've really wanted to watch as well. So I, I'd say those are the the two that I'm most intrigued by on this list. But again, haven't watched any of them. Um, Devin, had, have you seen any of these or or do any of them interest you? I haven't heard of any of these or seen any of these. Uh, the only one that I have heard of is Chainsaw Man. And I'm going to say that's the only one that in, intrigues me or entices me to watch as of right now, just because what I've already seen from everything. Um, but definitely, uh, I'm going to look back at the list and see and like look of the reviews on them and like see what they're about to see which one I truly want to go in. But as of right now, Chainsaw Man. 
Fair, fair. Okay, Amanda, come save us as the one who's actually seen some of these. So I've seen four of these. Nice. And um, I've again, I started Boki the Rock. Very good. Again, you're the first person I thought of, Josh, when I watched it, because I was like, this is very slice of life. Like Josh, Josh and wife will love this. Um, so definitely watch it. Again, it, this series is about an introvert. Very, very introverted. She gets social anxiety in class um, and just doesn't know how to talk to people. But then she teaches herself how to play guitar. She posts her videos online and she goes viral as a guitar hero. Uh, but of course, nobody knows who she is in real life. But she's like, you know what? I'm going to take steps to get out of my shell. So she joins a local band. And at first she plays behind a cardboard box, but they name her Boki. That's her her stage name. So, but she's outstanding and the band's fame continues to grow. And I believe there's a movie coming out this year for Boki the Rock. So um, I really enjoyed it. It's very fun. It's, it's very... Um, I get the social anxiety too. That's why I like being behind the camera. I would prefer to be in a box in front of the camera <laughs> kind of things. I, I get that. Um, of course, Chainsaw Man saw the whole thing. I, I'm caught up in the manga. The movie is going to be insane this year when it drops. Um, I'm super excited for it, which is the the next arc of, of Chainsaw Man, the Reza arc. Reza arc. And um, it it's so good. The soundtrack is fantastic. You know, there there are things in the manga, you're obviously they have to cut for time. So I, I feel like Denji's character development in the manga is a bit better than in the anime. Um, but still, you get a lot of it. And it was fantastic. Again, I have a bunch of Chainsaw Man shirts. Poch Pochita Stan over here. <laughs> Give me the little Chainsaw Dog any day. Chainsaw Demon, come here. Um, it was It was so good. I've also watched Hell's Paradise, and that one is outstanding. Outstanding. The animation is beautiful, um, and it's about a group of prisoners that are released on this island, and if they can get an elixir, of, the elixir of life, they will get pardoned. But they are released along with their guardians to make sure they just don't try to escape the island anyway, um, or try to, you know, they're in line. And they encounter a lot of different monsters on the island. Like there's these plant humans. It's it's insane. And you're following one character um, who he's trying to get the elixir to get back to his wife. And it is intense. The animation, again, is beautiful. The story is engaging. So, you know, it's, oh, I'm so torn. And then I've seen Zom 100. I haven't watched it all the way, but it is funny. <laughs> it's about this guy that, you know, he's overworked. Just comes, goes to work, goes home every day. He's just like, I'm so drained. And then the zombie apocalypse happens. And instead of being scared or afraid, he's like, what? I don't have to go to work today. <laughs> <laughs> he's so happy about it. And he's just bouncing around all the zombies. And he's just like, okay, like I'm going to the grocery store or I'm doing this. But he comes up with a bucket list of things he's always wanted to do. So he starts working on those and he meets other survivors along the way. Uh, it's a good mix of humor, action. I really enjoy it so far. Again, I, I'm trying to keep up with it as I have time. I, I promise I do work. I do other things during the day. <laughs> I just I just don't sleep because I watch a lot of anime at night. Um, so all of the, the ones that I've watched have been fantastic. To me, it's going to come down to, I feel like Chainsaw Man is going to get the popular vote. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Chainsaw Man... It's going to be, it's deserving, but I feel like because people know it's Chainsaw Man, they're going to vote for it. But I, for me, I think I would either give it to Chainsaw Man or Hell's Paradise myself. And as the only one who's watched these, you are the uh, the opinion we will trust today, Amanda. <laughs> um, so let's move on to like the second half of our uh, categories we cover. And so we went against like some of the characters, some of the best characters. So um, I know, Devin, that you haven't watched some of these. So I'm going to actually just kind of 
reframe the question a little bit. And for you, like of the anime you've watched, who has been your favorite main character? I, I know you love Demon Slayer. Like, is it is it Tanjiro or is there anyone else that's kind of vying for number one? Mm, honestly, I do like, yeah, I would say Tanjiro just because how his character is. He's such a family person and I am too. He's very much family oriented. He's such a a caring and giving person. He's an understanding person. Even though he hates the demons for what they've done to his family, what they're doing to the world, he still finds, at the very last moment, he still finds like hope and compassion as they're like leaving. So I definitely um, feel like Tanjiro is like a good like main character yeah 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 mm-hmm. i'd agree he he's he's not on he's not one of the nominees which i was disappointed by because i i also love tondro i'm i have a a, a tondro cardin on the way that i plan on wearing at work Ooh. and seeing if any people <laughs> i work with notice um they probably won't um i'm just waiting for like a few people to come by like are you wearing an anime cardigan to work it's like yes i am and you recognize it so you win a prize um so. <laughs> Love Tanjiro. Disappointed he's not on the list. Um, Again, I haven't watched too, too many of these. So I'm going to throw this to you, Amanda, because you have watched, uh, I think, think all of the shows. Everything except Mob Psycho. So I can't weigh in on that one. Uh, But I have watched all the others. Right. So the the nominees that you have watched then, we've got Denji from Chainsaw Man, uh, Hattori Goto from Bochi, Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan, Monkey D. Luffy, the King of the Pirates himself from One Piece, and Thorfinn from Vinland Saga. So I know you love s- several of these shows. Are you torn? I I feel like all of the nominees here are very strong. Again, I've not watched Mob Psycho, but I've heard good things about it. And this is this is a tough category because there are several here that it's like, oof. Like again, Aaron Yeager alone with everything he's gone through with Attack on Titan, especially with this final these final chapters has been insane. So, um, you know, and of course, obviously I love Luffy. Yes. Pun intended with that. I know for the, I love Lucy fans out there. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I can also say for one piece, I love Lucy and everyone will get that if they've watched the early one piece. So, um, but you know, Luffy had this monstrous transformation in gear five. And of course, Aaron Yeager went from full hero to villain right off the bat. If you're looking for the most well-developed main character of this list, it's got to be Thorfinn from Vinland Saga. And I feel like if Aaron Yeager doesn't take it for sentimental reasons, um, it will be Thorfinn because he goes from being this angry kid at his father's death and like a basically a child assassin in the first season to working for his dad's killer to try to kill, <laughs> eventually kill uh, his dad's killer, um, to this guy that's, you know, this older, like maybe like teenager, early 20s kind of guy that he's trying to come to terms with everything he did in his youth and is very lost, but yet finds his way and finds peace. Like his story arc is so well developed in just two seasons that if you're looking for that character development and growth, Thorfinn's the most well-rounded. But if you're looking for pow- like a powerful emotional performance Aaron Yeager man (laughs) it's just you know he's divided the internet so I I feel like it's either going to be it's going to be Aaron Yeager or Thorfinn Hmm. okay again I I haven't watched most of the nominees but I have previously made my feelings about Aaron Yeager known my very strong (laughs) feelings about it but I do not want to spoil anything because Devin I know you're still 
catching up. So uh, if people want to hear my uh, opinions on Aaron Yeager, they can go back to our Attack on Titan episode from November um, and listen to my rant. Um, <laughs> so, Team Aaron Yeager over here, though. I'm still here on my Aaron Yeager stand, and I will stand on it. <laughs> my thoughts have been made. So, <laughs> with that, let's let's dive into uh, the opposite of Aaron Yeager. Into I think probably the hardest to to vote category. It's all, which is the must protect at all cost character. So. This is the character who, without a doubt, you would want to protect from all harm. You just want to like wrap them up and say, get away, you know, all of you people that would ever do harm to this, this beloved character. Don't even look at them. I need to keep them safe from all danger. So we have a stacked list of nominees. So of course we have Anya Forger herself, who Amanda and I have previously dubbed as the Grogu of the anime world. You also yeah. have uh, Hitori Goto from Bochi, Bochita from Chainsaw Man, Boji from Ranking of Kings, Miri from Buddy Daddies, and then you have Sulata Mercury from uh, Gundam The Witch of Mercury. So again, I'm going to throw it to Devin first. I, so Devin, I, I know, again, I, <laughs> in terms of like what you've seen, um, Spy mm -hmm. Family is the one that you, you know from this list. So again, based on what you have seen, though, is there anything that you'd want to add to this list from any of the other shows you've watched? Mm. Um, I would have to say, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Fruit Fruits Basket. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, the main character, what's her name? Uh, Toru. I think she's the most sweetest, the most innocent little person. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm not into those like characters who are like in their feelings all the time or like sensitive and cry a lot. Like that's just not who, like I'm not a big fan of those kind of characters, but watching like Fruits Basket and then like getting to know her and like meet her, I think she should be protected at all times. She's like the sweetest thing. I, I love her. I absolutely love her. That's another one of my favorite animes. But yeah, definitely Thoru has to be on the don't look at her. Don't be mean to her. Don't yell at her. We're going to keep her safe at all costs kind of deal. Solid. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, Amanda, again, this throwing is... this question to you, how are you feeling? This is such a cruel category it because is. I just want to protect everyone. Like I'm like, you guys threw Miri in here too. I was like, dang it, man. <laughs> like we already have Anya, who's like the Grogu mm -hmm. of this anime world. And then you throw in Miri, who's like right behind her. The only other child I've yet to find annoying in anime because Buddy Daddies oh is excellent, by the way. Mm -hmm. If y'all have not watched Buddy Daddies, go see it. It is so, so good. I hope we get a season two here soon. And that's on Crunchyroll. Um, and then you throw Pochita in there. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, this is so hard. It's like asking me to pick a favorite child. And I just, it's just not right. It is not right. But I'm sorry, Pochita. I love you. I love you so much. I carry my, I have my Pochita purse and my little Pochita plush keychain and my t-shirts. I love you forever. But I got to go with her. I got to go with our Grogu of the anime universe. This is Anya's category, even though she's got tough competition. It's Anya. And if anybody hurts Anya, mm -hmm. I pray for you because I will come after you. Mm -hmm. That's all I got to say. You leave my Anya alone. Yeah. Thorn princess on them. Yeah. I'm going to channel my Yor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, this is a, this is a tough category. I, I haven't watched Chainsaw Man, but just from what I've seen, Pochita seems like such a darling. Like I would die for him and I haven't even watched the show yet. So I, I think Pochita is a strong contender. For me, it is between Anya and Mary, like just two of the best 
like like child characters that we've got from anime uh recently i i'm so torn i i kind of want to give it to miri though on the basis that anya can somewhat protect herself. I mean, she can read minds. Like she's got some, uh, you know, protection um, that she can like instill in terms of like getting away from danger. Mary is like completely like unfazed and unaware of the danger she's in. Like when she's going to the the house of the the person that um, they're supposed to assassinate, and she has to use the bathroom, and she has <laughs> no idea that she's totally blown their cover, and that now they're going to be targeted. Like and just that that scene or that that image of um i for, forget the names but one of the characters running away as he's got miri in one arm and he's got his partner in the other as his partner shooting still at the bad guys yeah that is just such a hilarious moment um so i, I i'm torn between anya and miri but i'm i'm gonna give it to miri uh because buddy daddy's is delightful and uh i i don't know if we're gonna get more but uh, I'm so glad we got as much as we did. So with that, I think we've we've done it. I think we've uh, had definitive answers for all these categories. I think they can, you know, just stop the voting now and thank us. <laughs> so um, with that, though, I know we have one last segment for this month. And so, Amanda, I'm going to throw it to you so we can get into our spotlight anime of this month. See, and this is a good segue because we just got like hyped up on must protect characters and like overwhelmed with cuteness because we are about to venture into this into this dungeon guys. And just to kind of give people an overall idea of solo leveling, this is a, a South Korean uh manga. This is based off a South Korean manga uh that came out um you know with, with the web adaptation I think was going to be like 2018. Um, but I want to say this was starting out in toys. This is one that goes back to 2016. And basically we're following this world where, um, you know, you're following these you're following humans, but basically there are, a, there's a group of humans called warriors that have supernatural abilities that protect everybody else. They have to battle monsters. You know, they, these dungeon gates open up, they have to go in, they have to fight the monsters that are in the dungeons to keep dungeon breaks from happening. And so to protect humanity in that way, there are different tiers of hunters with, you know, S tier being your strongest, E tier being your, your, your weakest or E level hunter. So we are following the journey of Sung Jin Woo, who is notorious. He's even weaker than weak for the, <laughs> for the E, the E rank hunters. He's always getting hurt. And you know, things that like he falls, he hurts himself. Like it's, it's that level of, of weakness. He's always trying to survive and he's taken on the role of being a hunter, even though he's a very weak one to support his mother who has fallen ill because of uh, her exposure to these gates uh, and the magic that you know, kind of this continuous, you know, the magic the, that's in the air because of the gates in the in a way in the atmosphere and then his sister who is in school so trying to provide for the family in essence and um you know the first three episodes the third episode we're all just fresh watching uh which just dropped yesterday uh but we're three episodes in you can read i believe up to chapter 200 of the manga online just watch where you're reading it because <laughs> Sometimes you get the wonky, you know, uh, virus sites and all that kind of stuff. So you can find a good spot to read it. Great. It, the manga is definitely worth reading. I'm about halfway done with it. It's fantastic. Um, but basically, you know, we're, we'll, we'll dive right into it. But we're following Sung Jin Woo. So, but before we dive into the the episodes themselves, were you guys familiar? Had you heard about solo leveling before? Like I, for myself, I started seeing the ads for it probably like in the early fall. Like I feel like this was heavily advertised. 
I think even ahead of schedule for Crunchyroll. So, um, but I had heard of the manga before and I had not read it before though, um, until now. So, but I heard a lot of good things about it just in the, the anime manga community and the, the friends that I have that were, that, that are, that got me into anime and, and are more heavily into it. But, um, you know, Devin, were you familiar with solo leveling at all before? I wasn't familiar with the manga until uh, knowing about the show, but I want to say like around the same time, uh, like around the fall season, that's when I started like seeing like little things about it. And then, of course, when you told me about it, then that's when I started watching. And then now I'm trying to get into the manga. I'm only a couple of pages in, but from what I've heard and seen, I'm into everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about you, Josh? Was this something you had heard of before in your anime circles? I heard of it but i had never really gone into it and i i haven't had a chance to read any of the uh the manga or the original web novel but i i know that everywhere i looked when i was kind of looking for this year coming up and what was most anticipated this was always at the top of the list everyone was so hyped for this so even though i wasn't familiar with it i knew this was something to look out for yeah it it you know what social media crunchyroll your targeted ads worked because <laughs> we all saw it you know we all saw it and um and so obviously you know it was very much hyped in the community to the point where this first episode of solo leveling had the biggest premiere on crunchyroll ever it is now the most mm. highly watched uh crunchyroll product at least the first episode as of i think this week because it took over gear five luffy that episode had been the most watched and now it's solo leveling episode one. So why do you think that guy, you know, cause I mean, obviously one piece has a huge fan base, but why do you think that is like, why do you think solo leveling basically crashed Crunchyroll at this point for us not having heard much about it prior to this fall? What do you, what do you think, Josh? Oh, I'm shocked to be honest to hear that because I didn't think anything was ever going to top well not for at least years anything would top gear five from one piece just because that was so anticipated and, and received so much attention so so the fact that it was able to surpass that is incredibly impressive I, I think the reason it did was likely because I mean this has been percolating for so long I mean it started off as a web comic and you know that's something that's you know, fans of webcomics really love webcomics, I feel like. And that really builds up interest. And so that when you get an adaptation of it, you know, that that hype level is is so strong. So I, I think part of it is timing. And I think the other part of it is, as you said, uh, social media algorithms. Uh, I think Crunchyroll, they did a good job with their advertising. They uh, they were successful. Um, Devin, what are your thoughts? Um, I feel like like what y'all said, like the marketing aspect of it, like they knew when to they knew when to sneak it in. They knew when to put it right when people are wanting something new. And I think that's what they got. They're so they got used to like what's out there already. And that now that something new came in, something fresh, everyone wanted to click on it and see what it's about. Like, of course, the manga has been out. And like you already have the fans from that, but just like growing off of the social media and like the presence that it's already had. And now knowing that a, a series is coming from it, I think it caught everyone's attention and then it got to where it's at. And like, I, I, I'm so far, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of those series that lived to the hype for sure. But in, in at mm -hmm. least, at least so far. And I, I also feel like I think both of y'all made great points, especially with the marketing 
Um, but I also feel like, and I'm shocked too, Josh, to be fair. Like I was like, what do you mean this past year five? Because I mean, y'all saw how I was. People had to check on me because that's how good Gear Five was. <laughs> we, we did. Were like, we I'm did. alive. I'm alive. Because um, it was so good and it was so highly anticipated and very, very much buzzed. And and I think too, it also had the boost of the Netflix series mm-hmm. as well. So you had that that One Piece double punch. But I also feel like a lot of fans of One Piece do enjoy the genre, the solo leveling, like the isekai, the the dungeoning, like a lot of the fan base, I think is the same. And so I feel like you had a combination of the manga fans, people who are fans of like isekais and dark, you know, kind of darker themed anime shows. You already had, I think, kind of the newer, the newer fan base. And I really think you picked up a lot of the One Piece people as well, because they, there's that common interest there that I feel like just the combination of all three of those bases Plus the newbies who are like, okay, everyone's excited about this. I'm just going to check it out. I think you just it just all totaled up somehow to get people to watch the show. And then I think people's reviews. I've, I saw reviews on social media drop fast. I had to mute. I had to. I was like, don't spoil it for me. But people were just on it. And I think that it built additional curiosity on top of these other fan bases. So the power of social media, because wow. <laughs> So, but diving into the episodes, I mean, obviously, you know, we have Sung Jin Woo as our as our main character. What do you guys think about Sung Jin Woo as as a hero, as a character, from what you've seen so far in the anime? And even if you want to comment on any of the supporting characters too. So, what what are your thoughts so far? And I'm gonna throw it to you, Devin. What do you think about Sung Sung Jin Woo? Um, so far, from what I've seen uh, from the three episodes, is I think we I feel like he has something that we can all resonate in. He knows that he's not the best. He knows that he's not like there's no way he can get to the best. But the number one thing is for him to support his family, no matter how bad he can get injured, no matter how bad uh, he gets hurt. He always tries to make the most of it so he can get back to his family. So his mom. So nothing happens to his mom. So his sister doesn't have to uh, quit school and start working. I think that he has a heart and passion for his family. That's why he is so like something about him is just like, I want to know more. I want him to have a better story. I want him to be a better hunter. So for right. So um, right now I'm like, I'm loving like his character and like, what we've seen so far. Okay, good. Any of the supporting characters catch your eye yet? Are you intrigued by anybody? that they've been throwing out there um, so far? Uh, the, the supporting characters so far, um, the ones that I didn't like died off already. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm happy that they did. <laughs> yes. um, um, but I'm I'm honestly really curious of like learning more about the sister's friend. Mm. Okay, yes. Because she's so, so far, she, I, from my knowledge, she's not a hunter, but she wants to be one. But she kind of doesn't like her, her friend's brother because she's like, oh, I would already be better than him kind of deal if I was in his role. So I want to know more about her. And then also the, the healer that was in their yes. group. I also want to know a little bit more about her. And like, I want to know like their, like, I know they're friends, but I want to know like how far their friendship goes. Um, so yeah, those two are like the most like supporting characters that I want to know a little bit more, like a little bit more background from. Okay. Okay. So Josh, what did you think about our our hero here? Yeah. I'm going to echo a lot of what Devin said. I think that Sung Jin Woo was incredibly relatable main character I, I think as a pov character he works really well because i mean who doesn't love a lovable loser i mean he is you know really you know incompetent when we first meet like he can't even beat a goblin on his own um but he's doing this as as evan said to support his family to you know to in order to 
uh, you know, make sure his sister can get through school and make sure his mother uh, who's sick can um, continue to get treatment. So, so relatable. Um, and I think you need that for, for this kind of show. And I think it, it works well because and I think this is maybe another reason why this show is so popular is because it's, again, it, it really strikes viewers as something that they can understand, something that they can relate to. Because, I mean, I don't know how many of us are, you know, likely to be S-ranked hunters in the world, but to, to come in and realize that, okay, I need to, you know, navigate this and make this work, even though I know I'm not the best. Again, that's, that's so, um, so relatable. And I, I think it also is just a a testament to how the, the, I think that the show does something very smart, which is it makes it so that even though uh, Sung Jin Woo is not the strongest, he's clever. Like he knows things and he especially knows kind of video game logic, which I think yes. is what fans certainly will resonate with. Like, oh, I'm definitely not as tough as most people, but I certainly know how to navigate a dungeon in a video game. So I can be like that. So again, I, I think it, it works perfectly in that. Um, in terms of like the, the side characters, I feel like we still have to meet a lot of them. Um, I'm definitely interested in, um, I think her name is Cha Hyun, the yes. one, um, she's an S-rank hunter where we don't really know much about her yet, other than that mm -hmm. she just kind of saved the day um, when there was uh, someone stealing a purse, but she had like really cool moves. It seems like she's gonna be a big part of the story later on. Um, so definitely interested to see where that goes. Um, yeah, and I, I really liked uh, Lee Ju Hee, the, the healer of the group. Um, so sad by like how her um, story is impacted by the events of the first mm -hmm. episode. So yeah. I, I hope we get more from her. But mm -hmm. after that, like, oh, man, I don't know. Um, Amanda, what about you? Oh, man. You know, I, I think y'all echoed so much about, you know, about our main, you know, with with just with Sung, Sung Jin Woo, like just just the vulnerability that he has too, and just and I love that he's not a super whiny, you know. Mm -hmm. They could have gone that way, and I'm so thankful he's not a big whiner. You know, he's the emotions, and this I think is a big a big um, a plus for the Arcudos to the to the animation studio because the emotions that you're getting from Sun Jin Woo are very genuine. The fear, like that whole, and we'll talk, we'll talk about the main story here, but that whole ending for the first dungeon, the look, mm -hmm. I mean, to the, any, and I, I give props to the voice actors too, because the voice actor for Sun Jin Woo apparently screamed so hard in that scene that he was throwing up, like spitting up blood. Oh, gosh. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So you get these intense emotions you get, uh, you know, the, the the look of terror. I think it's something that we can definitely all relate to. Uh, I feel like, I don't know if I'd come in as like an S or an A. I feel like I'd probably be an E just because I, <laughs> I'm clumsy and I'd fall. Like, but, you know, Sung Jin Woo is so relatable and so vulnerable and just somebody that, you know, again, I love the menus. I'm here for the video game kind of walkthrough. That bought me even more so. And that first part where he gets the penalty here in this mm -hmm. last episode um <laughs> and he's like oh my god running and then he's like all like you know raccoon eyed coming out of that dungeon or that penalty dungeon i was like i i totally can relate to this that is my everyday life coming out with raccoon eyes so um <laughs> so i really really liked him again i'm glad he's not a screamo character i'm glad he's not just whining and crying and bemoaning he picks himself up 
he gets back into work. You know, he keeps it clear that Josh, you brought up a good point about his his um, his ability to, to strategize, his his ability to adapt, to be clever. Um, you know, that's such a huge trait that I think sometimes those nuances may be missing in some main characters. So I, I'm excited to see more of Sung Jin Woo and Devin. I'm like you. I'm like you too, Josh, where you're just like, you, you're rooting for him to level up. And again, having read into the manga, I don't know what they're going to do in 12 episodes. There's a lot. <laughs> It's so good, though. It's going to be so, so good. Um, I'm also, Josh, like you, super intrigued with uh, Ta Hayen because you can tell just by her uh, looks and the way she carries herself, again, just the power behind her. Uh, I believe she's an S-rank hunter. And it. I'm like, I'm curious to see if they are going to throw her as a romantic interest mm-hmm. as well for our main with Sung Jin Woo because they're teasing it with our healer with with Lee Ju He. And I'm curious to see if at some point all three are going to collide and how that mm-hmm. is going to work out. Um, you know, so I'm I'm excited to see Cha Heian in action. It's gonna be crazy when she does like even more so in a dungeon. Um and again, you know, I loved Lee Ju He. I think um I just there was she's sitting there in the psych ward, you know, and I'm just oh. like your heart just goes out to her. Like she's so traumatized. It just it was it was perfectly conveyed and drawn. And I'm curious about how the the agency that's monitoring Sung Jin Woo is going to come into play with his asking him about his reawakening. So, um, and of course, we're going to get the Hunter's Guild. There's going to be so much more coming. This is going to be great. So I'm I'm here for it, and and I'm excited. So, but let's talk about the main story here. I mean, obviously, you know, we have this, you know, the this this dungeon, this terribly traumatic dungeon that our heroes and our part this party goes into and only six people survived and so i wanted to get your thoughts on the idea of of sung jin woo and these dun- going into dungeons the hunters the dungeons sung jin woo's ability to level up versus everybody else and of course the pacing of these episodes as well so um, Devin, what have you? What are what are your thoughts on the story and the pacing of these three episodes for you so far? I don't, I don't. So far, I'm loving the episodes, but the cliffhangers every episode, <laughs> episode one, episode two, and now episode three, they just know how to put you on a good cliffhanger and wanting you to know like what's going to happen next or what's the next episode going to be or like where where do, like where do we go from where we left off? Hmm. And so like from like episode one i was just so mad because like for me because i watched uh, i read a couple of like uh a couple of the pages from the manga and in the manga it's so fast paced it's boom 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 you're meeting who you need to meet right then and there and then in the anime you're having the slow build up of who you need to meet and then just how right before all the good action happens on the first episode boom it ends and then in the second episode, you come in and you're just hit with everything. And it's so good. Like all the scenes, seeing how, um, uh, just seeing how he thinks when they, when they go into the, when they go into the dungeon and like him only being an E, uh, an E rank hunter and him having like, uh, I think like D's, uh, D rank hunters in that mission and how no one could think on their feet everyone was so scared but you have this e-rank almost civilian like hunter who's thinking outside the box who's looking at everything at once not just what's the obstacle he's looking at the whole environment and what what's around him he knows his surroundings he learns from his surroundings and so like 
I don't know. It's like it's I'm glad I'm glad like you said we don't have a whiny character. We have someone who's smart, who's someone who who analyzes everything cuz he has a goal. His goal is to get back to his family so he can su- uh, support them and help them with th- what they need. But so far I'm liking everything that I'm seeing. I'm just not with the cliffhangers. I'm just not. <laughs> I need more. You need to give me I need a little bit more than uh, 30 minutes of an episode see i felt that way after this third one mm. this third mm-hmm. i was like what the heck i was like come on because again i i feel like like you Devin. i read you know again i'm i'm i think this is how good the manga is for me i'm like chapter 80 at this point mm-hmm. like i just straight up i have just done nothing but read it because it is so mm-hmm. good and again i love the video game concept i mm-hmm. you know i've done i've played healers and dungeons i have played uh you know uh, melee dps like he is uh you know i've done i've tanked i've done it all and i really i was like oh this last episode made me so mad i was like come on we're here with the wolf i'm like come on i'm like we're gonna go further right we're gonna go further and i'm like you guys suck mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh but you know the the i love the idea though of somebody leveling up mysteriously and it's like how long can you keep this going and you know people not find out especially like when he woke up in the hospital bed Mm -hmm. with like a leg an arm and i'm like i can see why and then there's no sign of anything else in the dungeon after they found him like that was i'm like mm-hmm. i don't know you already got suspicion on you already and just you know and then here's this little this little reading it's like 10 i'm like oh <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it you know i love that that concept of you know leveling up again as a gamer nerd but the pacing of these three episodes yes Again, I got mad at this last episode for where it stopped, but mm-hmm. I feel like I love that that second episode was that intense. I think you kind of needed it, though, to be fair, because that second episode was so intense. Mm-hmm. And even the way mm-hmm. the third opened up, I was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that smile was just, that's so iconic. That's going to be everywhere. I feel like forever with that that God smile, that creepy, you know, it's already been memed. I feel like there was a meme that was out where it's, and you've seen it, Josh, I think, where it's everybody bowing to like the one tall God and everyone mm. makes fun of whether it's, everyone's like, is that the origin of this meme? <laughs> is this this dungeon? I was like, probably, probably. So Josh, what did you think about, what do you think about this, the premise of the story and the pacing of these episodes so far? Are you with me and Devin on these cliffhangers? Yeah, no, I, I'm totally in agreement. The the last cliffhanger especially was particularly egregious, but I knew it was going to happen because I kept like checking the times like we're getting near like oh, the yes. 22 minute mark. Like they're running at a time. <laughs> like I, I wasn't sure. Are they going to end it as soon as he gets into this um, this dungeon? Is he going to end it like when he gets to the boss? Like it's like, OK, here we go. So I, I wasn't necessarily surprised, but it is a little infuriating. I think my favorite part about the series so far is that it has done a pretty good job of setting up a lot of exposition because there is this very elaborate world they're building um, with its own rules that we are still learning. Um, but it's not feeling too pedantic. It's not feeling like it's it's just telling you all of it on its own. Like it is helping you get to know the characters, specifically Song Jin Woo, and get to learn about it through him rather than just, you know, I'm going to narrate over top of this, which is one thing that sometimes bothers me in some anime. Like, as much as I loved um, this season of Jujutsu Kaisen, I, it bothered me that sometimes they would just, like, pause the action for, like, a narrator 
coming in saying like, well, this is how this power works. Like, I don't need you to tell me that. I need you to show me it. Um, and so, so far, the show has done a good job of that. And the other thing I really like about it that I think works well is there's a real horror element to it. Like it is, I mean, very gory at times, like incredibly brutal on that second episode. But within that, there's also this psychological horror element where we have Song Jin-woo questioning his sanity to a degree, um, questioning his reality. So, and I think you definitely get that just with the closing song or the the credit song where that is a haunting um, ending to, to an episode. So I think... That again, it, it it reminds me a lot of Jujutsu Kaisen, where it's it's coming in and it's giving you this very uh, creative world with its own uh, its own set of rules, but it's also incredibly uh, I don't know, uncomfortable as you get to learn more about it. Yeah, I agree with the narration. I I I'm glad because I again, you know, with with reading the manga, you get a lot of the explanation, but I think they were they did a good job for people who haven't read the manga and have because they didn't go too long if you read the manga it was almost like a brief overview of what you read but then it made sense enough for people who are new to the new to the anime or new to the manga who've not who no familiarity they were able to get a basic idea of okay you know so this is how it works with hunters these are where the ranks come from this is you know why this why hunters exist and and i think they did a good job of that whereas i feel like sometimes with jujitsu kaisen people get lost um you know, because of the domain expansion and the different abilities, there's a lot. I feel like you have to have a good understanding of physics sometimes, physics for <laughs> yes. Jujutsu Kaisen sometimes. Um, you know, reading the manga helped uh, explain a lot of things. And, and I think I think this for Jujutsu Kaisen, they did the best that they could. But I like that they that was taken into consideration in a way here in Solo Leveling. So Josh, that's an excellent, excellent point. And the psychological thriller part, I feel like reminded me a lot of, do y'all remember, um, well, I don't know, Devin, if you've seen this one, because this one, I I feel like you might have been born (laughs) a little late for this one, or maybe like very, very small. Um, Perfect Blue. Have you seen that one, Josh? It was like a psychological thriller that came out like 1997. I've heard of it. I never got a chance to watch it, though. I remember seeing ads for it, though. But it had, for me, it had that same level of that is the main character going crazy mm. kind of psychological vibes like what is happening around are these events that are happening around me really happening and it kind of gave me those retro Devin had you seen it or heard about it before actually uh uh-uh, no that was before my time <laughs> I was like I was like you're probably just a baby when that <laughs> came out um and I saw it I didn't see it right when it came out but it was like like probably early mid 2000 no early 2000s when I saw it and and I'm sure I'm misquoting the year, but I feel like it was very mid nineties when it came out. And uh, yeah, it kind of gave me those, the ending credits gave me those retro, those retro vibes, but, um, but yeah. So Josh, you were talking about some of your favorite things. Is there anything you wanted to add favorite moments of these three episodes so far and anything that didn't work for you? Oh man, I don't know if there's anything that didn't work for me other than again, the, like the pacing issues at times. Uh, or the the cliffhangers. No, I, I mean I think it's off to a really strong start. The only concern I have is that sometimes I find that these shows or these these stories that have such a strong video game element to them can be so relatable for us as the viewer, but then also infuriating because we're not actually controlling the player. Because yes, we can like 
understand what he's going through but okay at this point it's like well i can't why can't i just grab my controller and just make him do this um so i think that might be frustrating at times for people but other than that no i'm i'm really happy with it i'm uh excited to see where the rest of it goes i'm, I'm definitely going to stick on for the rest of the season um yeah what about you oh same i i am gonna definitely watch it i'm gonna finish the manga too because it is outstanding i think for me sometimes having read the manga and this is one of the first times i've read the manga before watching the series y'all know me i usually like to i usually will either read the manga after or read it co- uh, concurrent um so for me the pacing has been a, a tiny bit challenging because i'm like oh they're throwing this person already they're throwing this but oh okay but i i feel like though the way that they're doing it makes sense I think from an anime standpoint, because there's only 12 episodes in this season. Um, so I was like, okay, I can I can wrap my mind around it. My favorite scene, though, this is kind of terrible. This, this sounds so morbid, was just the guy, you know, I read in the manga with the guy running, and you just see him just get evaporated, like basically evaporated, you just see feet falling. Hmm. I think the animation for some of this, even though it is gory, it is so well done, because sometimes hmm. when you do gory, it can be really tasteless and very... It's about the blood. Whereas I think the way that this is designed and drawn gives you the shock impact. Like I was waiting for that scene and when it was done, I was like, dang, like this is this is even crazier animated, but it was so and some of these, some of these like deaths, like the way that the emotion came through, that second episode was my favorite. Just like the guy that was, even though he was like the a little he was a little douchey, but mm. You know, he was like, I have a wife and a kid, like, you know, pregnant wife to go back to. And then he gets cut in half. I'm like, oh, like some of that, that was so, and then I was like, okay, I actually really feel bad for this guy. <laughs> and, but I loved, my favorite part was just the emotion, the way that it was done. And then when the one guy left, Sungju, he just left the circle. He's like, I got to leave. And I'm like, I was like, I think I was like swearing at the TV, even though I knew it was going to happen. I was like, screw this guy. Like, you know, I was like, how dare you? I was like, maybe they'll change in the anime. No, he made it. I was like, <laughs> right. I was so mad but my favorite part was definitely the emotion that was conveyed this the whole second episode was was brilliant um I don't think there's anything that didn't work for me that's that's the hard part I think other than just that last cliffhanger ending for for episode this last episode I was like wait wait I want I want more I want more but that's I thought that's me being really picky Devin any your favorite moments and anything that you that didn't work for you because i know we talked about the first episode for mm -hmm. a minute so anything that didn't that didn't work and what was your favorite um i would for anything that didn't work it's the same thing with y'all just the 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 cliffhangers at the end how it like just how it ends right when you want to get right when the good part happens but i do think it's a good like little roller coaster like the like the first episode was a slow like a slow start but then as the episode went on it got more intense and then like right when the show in or the episode ended it left you on like what's going to happen, what's going to happen and then episode 2 happened and you're on the climax of it throughout the whole the whole uh the whole episode and it was just giving you so much detail so much gore like you said like a lot of animes do have blood and gore just for the fun of it yeah but i feel like with this everything was so precise everything was intentional everything was meant to look how it meant was looked and i think i appreciate the artwork and i appreciate that a little bit more than just throwing blood and guts everywhere like i like the animation scenes that we got from 
like uh from when the guy got it split in half and then like how his eyes went different ways like mm. that was crazy and then how that guy got evaporated and like you said his feet um just like thrown there afterwards so i feel like everything is like i feel like right now it's going it's like a good roller coasters you're going up you're going down you're going up you're going down and i feel like where the last episode ended the next episode is going to be a high again so i'm like i'm kind of i'm kind of like i don't like the cliffhangers but i'm kind of here for like the uh, the ups and downs that we're going through through the episode so i'm really liking that and then like uh like you said i just want to pick up a controller and like play for the character like when the um when it came up and like oh are you gonna do these 50 squats 100 squats or whatever it was Mm. for me i'm gonna do it it's on my screen why not if like and look he got the penalty he had to run for four hours straight (laughs) from this like this like this monster so like it definitely has like okay i want to get up and play this i want a game like this or i want this to be a game in the future but so far everything that's going on right now i'm a huge fan of i'm really into it um this is really going to get me into more anime so i'm so excited but as a takeaway i don't have any takeaways so far everything has been good okay okay so quick quick moment before we wrap up the episode uh just i want to i want to ask you guys to put on your your anime tinfoil hats here and you know, obviously, you know, we only have 12 episodes a season. Where do you guys think that this is going to go, you know, for these 12 episodes? And maybe where do you guys think like a, maybe a second season would start? So where, where do you see the show going, um, you know, kind of going forward since we're only three episodes in? And do you guys think that this is going to maintain the same hype level? Because right now there's not, there's a lot of winter anime, but a lot of the big players haven't hit yet so what do you guys think so tinfoil hat so josh tinfoil hat where are we going i think we've got a lot of table settings still to go um there's still a lot more we need to learn about this world so i i think ultimately by the end of the season what i'm hoping we'll get and what i think we'll get is uh sung Woo having like a clear understanding of like what his role is in this world now now that he understands his abilities more even if he may not understand the origins of them, giving him a chance for like, okay, how do I then, you know, cooperate or work against the Hunter's Guild I'm part of? Like, what does that mean for for me um, in in terms of society, uh, in terms of uh, his family? If he's still able to support them, if there's any, uh, you know, consequences for him having this new ability, I, that's what I want to see happen. And in terms of whether or not it maintains the hype, I think it will. I think it's even though it's it's a busy time in the uh, the anime front, I think it's coming out at a good time because we're not having too, too many uh, shown in right now. So I think it, it's actually doing a good job of getting it in right before the spring uh, deluge comes in of all the new shonen. Um, once we have, you know, uh, the other season of Demon Slayer, once we have uh, my hero coming back. So it's the it's, I think, perfectly situated to get as much attention as it needs. And yeah, I, I think it'll I if, if it doesn't get a season two, like I'll be incredibly shocked. I think it's it's definitely going to get one. I agree. It it definitely has to have a season two at this point. I to me so far, it feels like the chainsaw man of this year. The mm. only one that I think could give it a run for the money is going to be Kaiju number eight, which mm. is getting a lot of buzz as well. And that's going to come out in April. So um, 
lots of buzz about that already, but I feel like solo leveling could be the breakout hit of the year. Um, I'm with you, you, Josh. I think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of time spent setting the world up. I feel like we're going to see a lot of Sung Jin Woo doing these kind of like what he's doing now with these instance dungeons, um, doing things to level himself up. And I feel like maybe we're going to dive into him going back powered up into another big dungeon. I think that's where this is going to end or start at least, you know, set that up or maybe he'll even be in with another party at this level is kind of, is kind of my guess in, in 12 episodes. I don't see him running a full second. I don't see that. I don't, I think this arc of the first dungeon, I, I think that's going to what everyone's appetite and that's going to be the big dungeon of the season. Uh, but I feel like with we, which we should get a season two, we're going to start off with another huge dungeon with a party, and that's but Sung Jin Woo is going to be in better shape this time <laughs> to take it. But uh, but I'm here for it. So Devin, to close this out, where do you your tinfoil hat? Where do you think this season is going to go, and where do you think a second? Uh, I I agree with both of you, uh, Amanda and Josh. Like I do think the majority of the season is just setting up the world, learning the, more about the world, learning more about what his uh what his whole new experience is now because for the whole time he's just known an e-rank but now he's able to train and to grow as a as a hunter so i think that's what we're going to see throughout the whole season and like how each quest or each dungeon is going to get harder and harder and it's going to attest to like his skill level and how much he like how he how much he trains but i also feel like it's also going to be a lot of like secrets too because like how do you everyone knows like once you're a hunter you're that you're that rank and you can't change. But there's very few who do get a second awakening and his second awakening happened to not be so good. He's still weak, but now that he's having to train and now we're going to see what does he do with it or how does he live in a world where no one else can change their ranks, but he can. Also, I'm like trying to like, I also feel like there's going to be like a little storyline between him and the healer. I feel like, I feel like right now she's so like, in her head and scared and like that's why she was in the psych world because it like it messed with her mentally but i feel like seeing him and how he's doing and how he goes i feel like it's going to bring more out of her as well yeah it's yeah i i i'm intrigued i'm curious to see if we get that like i i'm here for the love triangle (laughs) i'm always here for something i'm like i want to know i want to know is it gonna be like jealousy there is it gonna be you know because you know lee knew sung jin woo you know, while he was in, in E rank, and then it looks like you know um, our our next our next character in Cha is gonna I think encounter him when he's powered up. So it's like, how do you reconcile who you were and who you're going to be and keep that? Yeah, that that whole intrigue. This is gonna be an insane show, and I think it is definitely gonna maintain that hype level going mm-hmm. forward. And I can't wait to cover a second season because we're we're calling it here. It's gonna we're we yes. believe it's going to get a second season. If not, yeah. Crunchyroll. We riot. We riot. We riot. We, riot. <laughs> we, we, we get. We open a, a gate. <laughs> we open a gate, and uh, you know, we're like, we'll, we'll close it for you, but you got to give us a second season, and hopefully, we will all be better than E-rate hunters. That's 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 my hope. <laughs> that's my crossed. hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to chat solo leveling. This was such. A, this was such. And of course. Josh, thank you for for telling walking us through uh, the the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, the categories. You know, thank you all for your for your anime recommendations. We hope you enjoy this episode. Um, and just you know, of course, if you ever have any feedback for us, 
we we are definitely open to hearing it. And of course, next month is going to be a, a great month. Uh, we are diving back into the live action uh, live action pool here. We're going to see if if lightning strikes twice uh, for Netflix because again, you know, they got a lot of of you know kudos for the One Piece live action adaptation. Which, if you're curious about our thoughts on that, y'all can go back and watch our first our first episode. Um, and we are bringing the live action band back together <laughs> as well <laughs> to review Avatar. The last airbender live action adaptation so we'll talk about i know there's a lot of discussion about whether it's an anime or not we may dive into that pool we may not we'll we'll see but but we will be talking about the the live action and so uh in closing we'd love for josh to to go ahead and start off by telling us about your other podcasts as well so and where people can listen to them yeah so if you want to listen more to me which uh, i don't know why you would but if you do uh, <laughs> you can also find me on the anniversary brothers podcast where every month my brother Aaron and i talk about the anniversaries our favorite tv shows and films uh, this month we talked about the anniversary i believe it was the 20th anniversary of the tv show drake and josh from nickelodeon which is that was a wild show to go back to <laughs> um so Highly encourage people to listen to that. And if people want to uh, hear my thoughts on TV overall, they can also go to TV Break, where every month um, my co-host Bill and Alex talk about the ins and outs of TV. Um, we recently talked about the Percy Jackson show on Disney+, Plus, um, as well as our most anticipated shows of this year. So highly encourage people to check that out as well. Um, Devin, do you want to tell us where people can find you online? Yes, on Instagram and Twitter, I am under this, uh, that name, the Devin Carter, T-H-E-E, Devin Carter. Yeah, and you can also watch Devin's matches uh, for Title Match Network on for River City Wrestling. And of course, and then of course, the Hybrid School of Wrestling on YouTube as well. And Devin not only was surviving a Battle Royale yesterday, or I'm sorry, Royal Rumble yesterday, but Friday successfully defended <laughs> oh yeah my tag, the tag, team your tag team titles that was a great match so that oh, should be coming up on you. on youtube soon so y'all need to be following devin i've been saying it since day one devin's been it's just mm. amazing they've put in the work and they oh. bring they elevate every promotion that they're part of so go watch devin on youtube follow devin on social media and thank you for joining us we are so no. glad you you've joined us Thank you, thank you, thank you. And this has happened. No, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was so much fun. I had a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully I'll be back. And thank you so much for the recommendations. We talked about so many animes that uh, my list is growing now. Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, just to, to close things out, um, y'all can follow me at Amandalorian on Instagram. We also do have a couples cosplay account. That's at Brandalorian on Instagram as well. Uh, I'm also at Mandalorian on uh, on Threads and at Reznor Schick on X. And I am also one of the co-hosts for the Socially Distanced podcast that drops every Friday. And we've covered quite a bit already. We just survived Rebel Moon. <laughs> um, that was an experience on Netflix, uh, which is, I would say the Zack Snyder fans loved it. Uh, <laughs> you can hear all my thoughts. You can hear all my thoughts and Bill's thoughts. And, you know, of course, our... Uh, our guest uh, was just Dan Cohen, which he does Batman by the numbers and um, our thoughts. And he's a hardcore, you know, Zack Snyder. He's, he always defends 
Zack Snyder works. So um, you can hear all of our thoughts on this this last episode. And of course, our next episode coming up, we are going to be diving into the into the first couple episodes of the new season of True Detective. So um, so thank you again for supporting us here on Anime Pop, for supporting all of our podcasts on the Pop Break. And thank you again, Devin, for joining us. And we will see you guys next month where we talk about, again, Avatar and figure out, we'll put our airbenders together and see what happens. Thanks, guys. 